Welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast, where we bring you tips and inspiration each day to help you build habits for writing success. For more resources, including your free Daily Writer Starter Kit, visit dailywriterlife.com. We just began a series on writing habits, and yesterday we talked about writing habit number one, which is establishing a goal for your writing. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to go back and check it out. Today, we're going to talk about habit number two, which is set up a dedicated writing space that's free of distractions. So let me ask you something. I mean, it's just me and you listening right now, so we can sort of be honest with each other, right? So let me ask you this. Have you ever tried writing in a space that you use for other things like eating, entertainment, or playing computer games? Now, it may seem convenient at the time, but what you're really doing when you do this is you're signaling to your brain that you should be doing all of those things at once. The environment where you write has a really powerful effect on your ability and your motivation to get the work done. And that's why it's important to try writing in a space that you only use for writing. Now, you might ask, what is what kind of space should this be? Should it be you know fancy? Should it be big? Should it be small? Um, how can I possibly make this happen? I live in a small apartment or I live in a house with a bunch of other people. Well, the truth is that this doesn't have to be anything fancy. Even a simple table will do, or even a broom closet if you need. When you work in that space, the environment tells your brain that it's time to write. It's not time to eat. It's not time to watch movies. It's not time to sleep or do whatever else it is that you might do in the space where you're currently writing. Now, I think it's also helpful to set up your writing space so that it's free from distractions and clutter. Nothing is more conducive to great writing than a clean, neat, organized workspace that's free from the clutter of everyday life. In addition, I think it's also helpful to shut off as many distractions as possible from our digital devices. It's kind of hard to concentrate if you constantly have pings from your phone going off or things from your noises from your computer or who knows what else other kinds of noises our devices are creating. It seems like it. there's more noises and weird sounds that go off all the time from all the devices that we have here in 2023. It's crazy. So shut those off as much as you can because they're really, really distracting. Now, even if you don't have the extra space in your home or your apartment, you can do something really simple like sitting at the kitchen table or somewhere else in the house that doesn't have all the crazy distractions. Or maybe that's the place where you have the most distractions. So you would need to find somewhere else if possible. You know, the awesome thing about being a writer is that we don't need much. All we need is a writing tool a chair, and a table or a desk. And honestly, if you've got a laptop, you don't even need a table. To be honest, you just, I mean, literally, you have your lap. It's called a laptop. It sits on the top of your lap. So, you know, we writers are, we're pretty low maintenance. So try and experiment with this and figure out what works for you. And I promise if you just think through this a little bit and you try to write in a space that you don't use for anything else, or at least as few other things as possible, I think it's going to make a big difference. So here's today's challenge. Decide where you will write and do your best to ensure that it has as few distractions as possible. Today's episode is an excerpt from our free book, How to Build a Writing Habit. You can get this for free, along with six other ebooks on writing, as part of our free Daily Writer Starter Kit. And you can grab this when you go to dailywriterlife.com free. Also, a big thanks to today's sponsor, the Writer's Talk app. Did you know that 81% of people say they want to write a book, but only 5% of people follow through with it? 
Well, if you've always wanted to write, but you don't know how to get started, you will love the Writer's Talk app. When you join, you get immediate access to hundreds of instructional videos, as well as a tool that helps you come up with more ideas. Best of all, you get access to a community where you can collaborate with other authors. You can also upload your stories to the library for ratings and reviews from other writers just like you. Writer's Talk is only $4.99 a month, and you can check it out by going to writerstalk.app. That is writerstalk.app. Speaking of people who don't just say they want to write a book, but actually get it done, I want to introduce you to my very good friend, Eric Elder. Now, I know you've heard me talk about the Daily Writer Club many times here on the show, and I thought it would be fun to do a series of short interviews featuring some of our Daily Writer Club members. So today I'm excited to share this short conversation with my very good friend, Eric Elder. Eric writes books and music for page, stage, and screen to give people a boost in their faith. He's written dozens of books, including my personal favorite of his, which is St. Nicholas the Believer, a new story for Christmas based on the old story of St. Nicholas. Eric has also created a couple of albums of piano music, a ballet, a musical, and coming this Christmas, an Italian puppet opera. You can learn more about Eric at ericelder.com. Eric, my good friend, thanks for taking a few minutes to be a guest on today's episode. Um, I'm thrilled to chat with you. Thanks, Kent. It's fun to be on this side of your microphone because usually I'm a <laughs> listener and I've been listening for years and congratulations on your a thousandth episode that's uh, right around here at the corner, I think. And it's well, so I, I feel really, and thank you, by the way, I feel really dumb saying this, but I don't actually know when the thousandth episode is going to be. It's, oh, it's, it's going to be somewhere <laughs> around this month or next month. I have to actually go back and check. The reason I say that is because this is a whole nother story, but the, so I started podcasting 10 years ago and I, I actually had three different podcasts before this one. But I included them all in the feed. So this is all part of the same podcast feed on Libsyn, which is my podcast host. So I need to go back and figure out, okay, how many of those were not Daily Writer episodes? And then kind of figure out, okay, because those don't really count in the whole thousand technically. So I've got to figure that out. I feel like I should I should know more about my own podcast, you would think. After a thousand, I, don't. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you I just, just have lost count. Honestly, I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> Well, so I, I've listened, I, I think I've listened to 989 of them. So if I were <laughs> to track, I, I love yours. I don't, you know, I, I listen to your podcast uh, all the time and that's, you're, you're the number one podcast I listen to. I learned so much and you're, you're a friend. Well, thank you. I learned so much about my own writing. And so it, it always spurs me on. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind. So let's talk about you. Tell listeners a little bit about what you do and uh, what specifically what kind of writing you do. You do a lot of different things. You do all of them extraordinarily well. Uh, but give us kind of the rundown of, of what is Eric Elder about and what does he do? Well, thanks. Overall, I try to encourage people in their faith. Uh, I've had a huge life-changing experience back in 1987, which, you know, back in the 1900s. And yet I was in my early 20s and it uh, you know, I, I just had a profound encounter with Christ and it changed my life so much that I just want to share that with everyone. So a lot of my writing is to do whatever I can to help people come along in their faith. So whether it's books or music, uh, I write for page, stage and screen. So I uh, have produced different kinds of shows and podcasts and ballets. And we're doing a puppet opera this Christmas of one of my books uh, called St. Nicholas the Believer. And uh, it, I'm just I'm just trying to find any venue I can to 
help mm-hmm. people come along in their faith. If they have no faith, I'm glad to give them a spark. If they have great faith, but a lot of doubts, I'm glad to say, let's help each other across because I've been in those valleys. Kent, you've helped me through. You've sat here in this room as I- And vice versa too, by the way. Yeah, and just going, Kent, I don't know if I can make it one more day. I don't, you know, if, if I just don't know. And, you know, you, you've helped me so much and I've helped other people. And yeah, I'm glad to come alongside people. So we just need each other. And uh, just because we have faith, it doesn't mean uh, we don't have problems. It doesn't mean we don't have valleys, uh, but it means we have someone to go through it with, mm-hmm. which is God and our other fellow believers and people that we love and care about. So that's what I write about. I like to just encourage people. So I've written a number of devotional books, uh, historical fiction, personal testimonies, and I like helping other people write their books too. So I want to get the message out whatever way we can. You do it all. You truly do it all. I never really told you this, Eric, but you are part of the reason why the Daily Writer Club exists because, and probably nobody else listening knows this, but you and I and another friend of ours, Al Lowry, who's from California, we, for what was it, five years or something like that, we mm-hmm. met, I mean, it was pretty much every Monday morning for several years. And we would just talk about our writing. And of course, in the midst of talking about writing, all kinds of other stuff comes up. But that to me really showed the importance of having a, reg- a regular group of writers that you're meeting with because that that to me was absolutely foundational. So you I really know. helped me to see the value of community when you're a writer. So I never told you thank you. So I'll take this off uh, well, to thanks. say thanks. 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 And yeah, it was it was a great it was a great five years. And then I couldn't keep up with you anymore because you transitioned from <laughs> your day job to your hobby, which is now your full time. Yeah, did my life job. got more complicated and, and everything. So. Yeah. So anyway, but now, yeah, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to see where you have gone with your writing and how you're helping other people, and definitely you helped me. And yeah, and you also just got back from Italy, which I uh, I, I knew that you were going there, but I didn't know when. And then all of a sudden, I get on social media. What was it about a week ago? We're recording this on April the nineteenth, about a, a week ago, and I'm like, I see all these posts here in Italy. I'm like, wait, what? You know, uh, I'm like at McDonald's and you're in Italy. We're doing <laughs> you know, I'm like the, the, the having a lot of fun over there. Yeah, the puppet opera is going to premiere in Italy, a city a couple of hours outside of Rome up in the mountains in this beautiful 1930s opera house. If you can picture like four level box that seats, so awesome. red velvet seats and the gorgeous. And uh, I had run across this uh, puppet opera company a, a couple of years ago when I was over in Italy scouting locations for a film. And I thought, you know, that would be really fun to see a puppet version of the St. Nicholas story. Uh, We'd done a ballet of it for four years in a row, and then we did a musical uh, last year of it. And I thought, what about a puppet opera would be really cool. And so I wrote to them and they said, yeah, that would be a dream come true for us. And they said, we have this historic theater in town. And they showed me the picture and I said, I'm sold. If you can do my show in that theater with puppets, I'm in. Let's do it. And so we started uh doing that and so i i went over this last uh, week to just meet with them and hang out with them and uh, the puppet carver and his family and it was just a joy it was, it was a lot of fun and very ancient traditional hand carved faces and hand sewn costumes and uh, I, i'm so excited about it they've been carving for a few months now and they're going to do maybe 15 puppets and marionettes is what they are and uh, it's just a big production. It's it's so exciting because it's like it's it's unusual and it's uh it's interesting and, and I think the biggest thing for me that struck me over the last week was I had this idea last summer 
And I thought, you know, I should just reach out to that puppet company and just just ask if they'd have any interest. And it was just an idea in my head. And then they said yes. And then it turned to funding. And then it turned to how are we going to pull this together? And then I said, I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, but it's all been by faith. It's all been like, I think this is a good idea. I just don't know. I don't know these people. I actually don't know anything about them. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like a really good idea. I want to pursue it. And they said, yes, so let's pursue it. And going there this week and seeing his puppet workshop and seeing the reactions of the people on the cobblestone streets that would come by and see his puppets in the window and they'd come in and they're so excited. This 80-year-old, 90-year-old people would come in and their faces would light up and they're like, in Italian, we want to see a puppet show. Can you show us a show? And it's not quite done. It's the, his his small twenty five seat theater. But anyway, it's it, it, the point is my faith became sight. Hmm. And uh, this morning he just texted me and he he said uh, the theater has confirmed uh, we can use it December twenty six six p.m. We're booked and they're going to publicize it in their winter program and with all their winter shows, which is a huge thing that the city would promote it for us too and uh and so this morning i just told him it's like you know my my faith has become sight and what a feeling for me and yeah it's, it's almost in my heart as if it's done you know it's like okay i don't need to get to december now i now i know that this project is that's done. amazing so anyway that's the kind of faith i like to share with others too because sometimes you step out and you go i don't know and then you get burned and then you get hurt and then you get indebted and then you get on. but totally you know, as we have friends and we bounce off things and we say, God, I want your will more than my, I want it. You know, I, I want to know your will. And God says, I want you to know my will. There's things I want you to do. So believe me, I'll guide you. I'll steer you. So that, that felt great. And it was really nice to sit and have a cup of coffee. In <laughs> Italy. I can't, I, I can't deny that that was a fun part. Any advice that you would, that you would share with people who are thinking about writing their first book? You've written a lot of books. Uh, over the years, but for people who are on in the beginning stages of their journey as a writer, what would you share with them to help them maybe to take some action? Number one is you can do it. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. And there are people that can help you. Kent can help you. Kay can help you. I can help you. Barry now has gotten his book <laughs> to the final stages. And once you walk through that process, you're like, oh, now I see. And I can do this. So if you have a story to tell, if there's been a book on your heart, something that's just been burning and you just want to get it out, you can do this. You can do this. There are people that will help you. I'll help you. Others will help you. And you can do it. And you can get a book out and you can hold it in your hands. I was with a, a woman yesterday who back in October, I sat at a table with her at a dinner and I was talking about books. And she said, I have this book on my heart. I, oh, we're going to write for 30 days in November. You want to come join our writing group? And she joined. She wrote for 30 days. She's been revising for the last five months. She published it last weekend on Amazon and she was holding a book in her hands wow. yesterday when I was with her and we took a picture and I'm like, wow, from October to April, you know, we're the 15th and 19th. I, she said, I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. She had a 387 page book of her life. And she's so thrilled to th wow. share with people and share these stories and the short stories she shared were really important and significant. For any of us, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know what it's like to grow up with Mennonite parents during the, you know, after the war when you're German living in America and you can't speak German because it's taboo. To, and, you know, and 
I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to be a model who meets Bill Blass like she did. I don't know what it's like to have anorexia because of your profession. I don't know what it's like to be abused by your husband. You know, it's all fascinating to me. To her, it's just her life. But right. to me, right. it's still fascinating. So uh, I'll close with this. I think everyone has a million dollar book inside them. They just have to tell their own story and be brutally honest. If you yeah. tell your own story and you're brutally honest, people will be fascinated and they will be helped because people just need help in whether you're going through anorexia or divorce or abuse or uh, you know seeing your dreams come true whatever it is there are other people that need to hear your story so whether it's your personal story or a fictional book or a, a how-to guide or a guidebook through the trails of america you know i think people want to hear your story and and it, you can do it you can do it wow that is that is such great advice um Let's close with this. How can people find out more about you and your books, your music, St. Nicholas, and all the, the different iterations that this story has taken? Uh, where can people go to find out more about that? Right. Just ericelder.com, E-R-I-C-E-L-D-E-R.com, ericelder.com. And that has links to all my stuff. You can watch the Christmas Story Ballet on YouTube. And I'm launching a new podcast, thanks to a lot of Kent's uh, inspiration of how to launch podcasts uh, in May. Uh, about Harry Potter books. And for a year, I'm going through all seven Harry Potter books, and it's called Lessons in Friendship. And I'm I'm just trying to uh, help people know that they don't have to be alone. Yeah. And so I'm using That's a popular great. book series. I've written a lot of Bible stories, but I, Bible devotionals. But this is one I really want to do. So you can just look on any of the media platforms already and look for Eric Elder and Harry Potter, and you'll find it. So if you're a fan or if you're a foe, I don't really care. I just want you to come and <laughs> learn, learn how you can have better relationships, better friendships. And so you don't have to be alone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, and really, there's no way to say thanks for your friendship over the years. You've been there for me in times, you know, as you kind of alluded to, uh, I think we both have been through multiple crises in the last, you know, 20 some years since we've yeah. known each other. But uh, you've been such a great friend and an inspiration with writing. And with all of your creative pursuits, I just continue to be amazed at what you're accomplishing. And just as soon as I think, well, Eric, Eric is done with his crazy ideas now of things that probably nobody else would attempt or even try to do. Um, we're off doing some other new thing that's really inspiring and really successful. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kent, and vice versa. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the amazing Eric Elder. Make sure and check out his books, music, and everything else he's doing by going to ericelder.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.